This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Scorpionic Annihilator droid is one of the most underrated droids from the entire Clone Wars. In fact, if it wasn't for all the manufacturing problems involved in the production of the droid, it could have single-handedly won the inner rim system by itself. Now, famous as a Pike Syndicate weapon during the battle for Mos Espa, the Scorpionic actually has a long, complicated, and pretty impressive history. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the greatest moments of this unit's service and what made it so special. Number 10, made by the Droidica manufacturer. If you take one look at the Scorpionic Annihilator droid, it's hard to ignore the similarities between it and many of the Separatist units from the Clone Wars. And there's a very good reason for that. They were all made by the same company. Colicoid Creation Nest, CCN. That means the Scorpionic Annihilator is directly related to the infamous destroyer droids, aka Droidicas, which proved to be such a handful for Jedi during the pre-Imperial era conflict. If you remember from episode 1, where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan go up against the Droidicas, when Qui-Gon is thrusting his green lightsaber through the door to get to Newt Gunray and the other Separatists. Master, destroyers! Number 9. One Scorpionic killed 60 to 150 clone troopers by itself. In the final months of the Clone Wars, the Republic army was desperate to destroy the Separatists' seemingly never-ending supply of battle droids. Even though clone troopers were the far superior infantry unit in battle, they could still easily be outnumbered. And since it took so long to create replacements, that meant that Count Dooku and his droid army could win with sheer numbers alone. This led the Republic army to the world of Kola 4, where the Kolokoid Creation Nest held its main base. Almost immediately, the invasion of the droid manufacturing world was a failure. The brand new Scorpionic Annihilator droid tore through the first wave of clone troopers, killing three platoons in the process, and chasing the Republic off-world in an embarrassing defeat. Number 8. Destroyed 12 ATTEs now, the only source for this that I could find was actually Wikipedia, so take this one with a grain of salt, but it did come from the vehicle encyclopedia originally. So I think it's pretty legit. Anyways, I just wanted to make sure that you knew what's up. The Annihilator Droid's massacre of clone troopers during the invasion of Kola 4 proved that infantry units armed with anti-armor weapons like the RP-6 shoulder-mounted rocket launcher were simply no match for the Separatists' new model of weapons. Admittedly, that wasn't entirely unexpected. But it's the Annihilator droid's performance against the Republic Army's most powerful armor unit, the ATTEs, that almost completely sapped the morale out of the clones. In one famous engagement, 12 Republic All-Terrain Tactical Enforcers, ATTEs, took on a single Annihilator droid. The new droid tore through the dozen enemy tanks, reducing them to a pile of scrap metal with its dual laser cannons. Number 7. Less than 100 droids on the front lines. The Scorpionic Annihilator droids might have actually been the ultimate weapon for the Separatists. If it had been introduced earlier in the conflict, from the very first Battle of Genosis, it's hard to imagine a way the Republic could have defeated the CIS. The droids were simply that devastating in every major battle they served in. But 
Luckily for the Republic, the combination of the Annihilator's late introduction and the fact that there were less than 100 of them serving on the front lines at any given time meant that the Jedi and their clone troopers were able to continue winning world after world, despite the massive casualties the Annihilator brought. Number 6. Palpatine saved a few of them after the war. And this is Legends information. After General Grievous's death and the murder of the Separatist leadership on Mustafar by Anakin, the droids had finally served their purpose. Except for a few strange exceptions, like the Genosian Queen who created droid children well into the Imperial era, almost all of the battle units had been decommissioned. But Palpatine decided to save a few. He was particularly fascinated with the devastating effects of the Scorpionic Annihilator droid, and stored them in his secret palace on Biss from which he would later launch his attack on the New Republic during the Dark Empire era. Number 5. Their eye was their Achilles heel As the Annihilator droid was used in more and more engagements around the galaxy, it became one of the most feared droids in the Separatist military. Whenever clones touched down on a new planet, they waited anxiously by their comms to hear confirmation about which droid units were stationed on the world, praying that the Annihilator wasn't among them. Their fears were eventually reduced when the clone troopers discovered the droid's greatest weakness. Now, its limbs and body were composed of a dense metal alloy that was impervious to even the largest cannon fire, and its particle energy shield made it doubly difficult to harm. But the red eye in the center of its body was surprisingly weak. So weak, in fact, that a series of direct rocket strikes could potentially down it for good. Kind of like when Boba's Rancor put his thumb through the eye. Number 4 one key colony's worlds. The CIS, Confederacy of Independent Systems, or the Separatists, used the Scorpionic Annihilator strategically in battle, only deploying it in fights that could bring the droid army closer to Coruscant. As the Separatists progressed from the inner rim towards the core, they deployed the Scorpionic on two worlds in the colony's region, easily defeating the Republic forces stationed there. The droids brought the Separatists one step closer to their eventual battle in the skies above the Republic capital. Number 3. Rancor's ability to destroy them isn't that embarrassing. After the fall of Darth Sidious and Vader during the destruction of the second Death Star, the Scorpionic Annihilator droids popped up in a small regional skirmish on the Outer Rim world of Tatooine. There, Boba Fett's tamed Rancor ripped a Scorpionic into pieces. Since Rancors are a simple organic creature, it's tempting to use this one encounter to discredit just how powerful the Scorpionic Annihilator droids were, but that would be unfair. Rancors are, after all, some of the most powerful creatures in the galaxy. In later years, Palpatine used a special Sith spawn version of Rancors to destroy New Republic world destroyers, which they did with surprising ease. And even before the Republic was formed, the earliest Jedi and Tython used a weaker version of Rancors, outfitted with massive bat-like wings to attack the Infinite Empire's army. Rancors are perhaps one of the best units to use in an anti-armor campaign, so Fett's Rancors' ability to take a Scorpionic apart isn't something to be ashamed of. Number 2. Other droids could retreat behind its shield the Scorpionic Annihilator droid is more than capable of taking on an entire Republic invasion force by itself, but it more often than not was used alongside other Separatist units like the B-1, B-2 and Destroyer droids. And since the Annihilator had such a massive deflector shield, other droids could stand behind it safely avoiding Republic fire. Number 1. As powerful as a starfighter 
If you look at the Scorpionic Annihilator droid's offensive weapons, it's hard to see beyond the four massive laser cannons on its upper body. These cannons are fairly unique for a ground unit, and actually are much more common on starfighters, like the ones on the Hyena-class droid fighters. It's important to remember, those laser cannons are able to blast through the hull of Capital-class ships, so any infantry unit or armor would rightfully struggle to survive a blast from the Annihilators. Let me know what other droid of the CIS is your favorite. If it's not the Scorpionic droid, what is it? And maybe I can cover it in a top 10 video for you. Thanks for watching today's video. I'll catch you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.